Good morning once again, ladies and gentlemen. What a weekend. What a week. Well, today represents a transition. It is October 1st. It's October already. Not only that, we have been in the book of Proverbs for a little while, and I want to remind Pastor Emeritus Ron Parker that he will be up here in two weeks. Really? <laughs> preaching in my place as my wife and I will be at a family destination wedding in another state. And uh, so we won't be here. Uh, but this is a transition week for a couple of different reasons. Number one, we are about probably halfway through as much of Proverbs as we're going to cover in this series. And we have been, I've been going a very specific route, but we're going to begin to transition today into topical studies from the book of Proverbs. Some of you are much more used to topical studies in this, in this fellowship over many years. But today is transitional, and it's also very different in another way. I'm barely preaching at all. We have so much scripture today, there will not be time to explain it. But I want to remind you of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, from the New Living Translation that says this. Now, you, your favorite translation, I, I recommend you memorize it from your favorite translation. Because Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, many of you know exactly what I'm about to say because you know this because it is such a critical, absolutely critical verse of Scripture. For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Today, we are reading Scripture together, and I am letting Scripture from the New Living Translation explain itself for the most part. So let us begin. I believe I have a clicker here somewhere to advance this. I'm just, is it the same clicker, Don? Oops. Oops. <laughs> that was actually a three-hole punch that's back here for some odd reason. Okay. Read the title with me, if you will. God is in charge, and we are not. Okay, one more time with feeling. God is in charge, and we are not. Okay, let's get into this. There'll be minimal, minimal commentary here today. A good start. Read with me if you will. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Let that sink in. Next verse. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. They're almost alike, aren't they? Almost alike. 
These critical scriptures make it clear that the wisdom of Proverbs is not just a set of instructions for earthly success. It is also about making a sincere commitment to trust and obey God and his word. Are you with me on that? I hope so. I hope you understand. Next verse. Fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. Remember, these are sort of, these are not promises. These are general principles. There are people who are good whose lives are cut short. We have no explanation for that except God's sovereignty. Fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. Next verse. Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise him. Think about that. Do you take the right path or the wrong path? You know that at any given time, even those of us who are in Christ, who have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, can veer from the right path onto the wrong path. When you know you have veered from the right path onto the wrong path, and we all have, myself included, how quickly you decide to get back on the right path makes a huge difference in your life. Remember that. Next verse. Blessed are those who fear to do wrong, but the stubborn are headed for serious trouble. Do you know that the path you choose determines your destination? If you get on a path going in the wrong direction, you will end up in the wrong destination. It really is that simple. So you should fear to do the wrong. Next verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Notice that question at the top. Who do you trust more? I ask you. Who do you trust more? God or your own judgment? Do, who do you trust more, God or CNN? Who do you trust more, God or Fox News? I'm just asking. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Is there anything about that you don't understand? Are you seeking his will? Verse 7, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord. Exactly. Verse 8, then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. The first 12 verses of Proverbs 3 form a series of commands. Are you with me? 
The first 12 verses of Proverbs 3 form a series of commands and consequences. And consequences. If we obey the command, we will receive the benefit. In the verses we just read, the command is to trust God rather than your own wisdom. When we rely completely on God, we will not lean on our own intellect or sense of right and wrong. God's thoughts and ways are far, far above ours and far, far above even our ability to comprehend. Do you understand? So who do you trust more? The one who knows all things? One who is all-powerful and the one who is everywhere? The one who created you, the universe, and everything in it? Or do you somehow know better? It's just a thought. I think we all struggle sometimes thinking, well, you know, just this little veer off the path, I'll come back soon. We've all done it. We've all done it. But the longer, you t the longer time you spend off the path, the greater danger you are in of ending up in the wrong destination. Next verse. Here we go. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Let's read together. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Verse 9. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Think about that. Ponder on that for a moment. Next verse back in Proverbs. Who do you trust more? Let's read. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Remember what I was talking about? Your path determines your destination. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Next verse. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Is that clear to everyone? Do I need to explain it? I think not. I love God's word. And I know you may feel as though perhaps I'm not doing my job by not preaching at you, but I, putting this message together it became clear to me God's word speaks better than I can possibly speak. And in this particular case, I'm going to now go back to just letting God speak. Okay? Let us listen intensely together. Next verse. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. How much are we supposed to commit to the Lord? Everything. Are you committing everything? Hmm. <laughs> Next verse. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. You know that 
uh, ever heard of the Beatitudes <laughs> in Matthew chapter 5? You know, Proverbs has a bunch of Beatitudes too. We'll talk about that some other time perhaps. Those of you with the Life Application Study Bible actually have an article on that very thing in the Life App Study Bible. You can share that with those people who don't, if you like. Next verse. Who do you trust more, by the way? Let us read. Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Boy, social media has made that crystal clear, has it not? If you spend any time on social media, these words ought to be ringing loud and clear to you now. Fools have no interest in understanding. So let me ask you, do you have enough interest in understanding to read God's Word? To study God's Word? Because understanding comes from God's Word. Just a question. Next verse. Wise words are like deep waters. Wisdom flows from the wise like a bubbling brook. Interesting picture, don't you think? Hebrew is a very pictorial, visually focused kind of language. And from this picture, you envision the flow, the living waters of wisdom flowing through a wise person. Next verse. The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. You ever need to have the feel, feel the need to run to his sanctuary? When the world around us is going crazy, and it is, there is no more sane or right thing you can do than to run to God's word and to spend time in his word with him and with his people. Thank God you're here. Next verse. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? I know. I have been that guy more than once. And when the Lord revealed to me my stupidity, it hurt. But it was a valuable lesson, or two, or twelve. Remember that. People ruin their own lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Next verse. The Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? You don't have to figure everything out. Yes, you are supposed to learn. I'm not telling you to check your brains at the door. I'm not telling you to just become a mind-numbed robot. I am saying, if you want the Lord's directions, read his word. If you want to understand how to live your life and how to make good decisions, get to know him and his word. It's not that complicated. 
God loves you. Do you understand me? God loves you more than you love you. God loves you more than anyone has ever loved you or ever will love you. God loves you more than you love anyone else. You cannot even begin to comprehend the level of love God has for you. Am I making myself clear? His instructions and his prohibitions are out of love for you. Next verse. Whoops. Did we... We seem to be having a malfunction. That's okay. Don, can you get back? Can we get... What's that? Okay. All right. In the meantime... Praise God from whom all blessings flow. I have a monitor I can read without squinting. We have a screen back here that is now much clearer, don't you think, than it used to be? You know, that lightning strike was a blessing in disguise, was it not? Okay, read with me again. The Lord directs our steps, so why try to understand everything along the way? And again, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong fortress, and the godly run to him and are safe. God wanted us to read all that over again, you know. Wise words are like deep waters. Wisdom flows from the wise like a bubbling brook. Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. <laughs> Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. Correct. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Then, <laughs> something's out of place. <laughs> We're a little out of place. That's all right. I'm going to continue. Okay, we're having technical difficulties. It is not responding, so let me read to you. <clears throat> the Lord directs our steps, so why try to understand everything along the way? Proverbs 20, 24. Proverbs 21, 22 says, The wise conquer the city of the strong and level the fortress in which they trust. 
The Lord directs our, whoops, we seem to be having, oops, I'm sorry, I was pushing the wrong button. My bad, my bad. Exactly. Sorry about that, folks. See, I've had a rough week. <laughs> I have been off my game all week long. So today is really consistent, actually. <laughs> we are humans. But we don't wage war as humans do. This from 2 Corinthians, obviously. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Let it sink in. Greed causes fighting. Trusting the Lord leads to prosperity. You see the contrast? Remember, Proverbs is all about comparison and contrast. Contrast and compare. Next verse. Those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. I'm going to hit the back button on purpose this time. Remember, we just left the section, who do you trust more? Next section, which we just read, this verse, is about God's divine providence. His providence. His providence and his sovereignty are closely linked. Next verse. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Are your plans matching up with God's right answer? Is the way you're living your life, the way you're planning ahead for your life, in step with God's right answer? It's just a thought. It's just a question. I don't know what's going on in each of your lives. But God does. And he knows whether you're on track, if you're getting with his program, to use the vernacular, or if you're running your own show. If you're running your own show and it runs on a different track than God's plans, well, today is about helping you to see that and to understand that and to correct that. It is your choice. I pray you make the right choice. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Next verse. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. That is not a 100% promise. That is a general principle. I have committed plans to the Lord several years ago to become a successful and prosperous voice actor. As you can see, it didn't work out. But you know what? God has honored it. We didn't go broke. And he has used some of that training to train me to speak better than I used to speak. More clearly. Next verse. We can make our plans, 
but the Lord determines our steps. What does that tell you? You can make your plans, but God's plan supersedes yours. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere. Can you remember that? His plans and purposes will ultimately supersede ours. If your life is on a different track than God's, you're going in the wrong direction. Has everyone seen that ad, a truly overly direct person that says, you're watching sports the wrong way. You're watching television wrong. It's goofy commercial. I've seen it a few times. Well, it's kind of like this. If you're not going God's way, you're going the wrong way. Okay? Next verse. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. Who's in charge? Who's in charge? Next verse. We can make any, many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Next verse. No human wisdom or understanding or plan can stand against the Lord. Does God's word not make it clear? You can get on his track and go where he's going. Or you can get on your own track and go somewhere else. Do you want to go somewhere else other than the Lord? I didn't think so. I sure hope not. Now, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just showing you what God's Word says and helping you to think about it a little bit. That's all I'm doing. I am no better than any of you. I am just a man, as you have seen plenty of times, with all of my own weak weaknesses and foibles and mistakes. But you know, when you know you've gotten off track, you've always got the option of getting back on track. That's your choice. Next verse. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Well, that's kind of an odd verse in there, isn't it? Let me just sum up my very brief comment on it. We have our work to do, and the Lord has his work to do. He is, we are not supposed to be shirking our responsibilities, our work, and so forth and so on. We have a job to do. We have a life to live according to his will. We have, we're supposed to do our work, our preparation. But ultimately, the victory belongs to God. Read, me, read with me if you will. The Lord preserves those with knowledge, but he ruins the plans of the treacherous. If your plans contradict God's plans, especially if your plans are purposefully devised, you've devised that you're going to do something intentionally going against God's plan, and you're going to live that lifestyle, well, God's going to ruin your plans, it says. I can give you a whole lot more scripture references to that. I'm not telling you this for any other reason than to just show you that God is telling you. 
my way, his way. Next verse. Don't brag about tomorrow, since you don't know what the day will bring. That kind of speaks for itself in a way. We can all say we have these plans and those plans and be absolutely sincere. But who holds tomorrow in his hands? Who is already there? How many people in the history of the world have gotten up in the morning with the intention that they were going to do something today and they went, their life ended that day? How many people said, tomorrow I'm going to go do this and next month I'm going to go do that? And their plans never came to fruition. Next verse. Read with me if you will. Look here, you who say, today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. Very determined sounding individual, isn't it? Next verse. How do you know what your life is like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, and then it's gone. What does that verse tell you? Think about it. Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, and then it's gone. One day you will leave this earth. Which section do you want to be in in eternity, smoking or non-smoking, as the old joke goes? Because there used to be smoking sections in restaurants for you young folks who don't know that. <laughs> your path determines your destiny. There we go. Now we move on to verse 15. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are a boasting about your own pretentious plans. And all such boasting is evil. Now I'm going to wrap it up with a little bit of commentary and we close. God's commands and instructions are not arbitrary or whimsical. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. God's commands and instructions are not arbitrary and, or whimsical. God always means what he says and always says what he means. Everything God tells us to do is for our own good. When he tells us not to do something, it is because doing that forbidden act is bad for us. Scripture says plainly, that the very nature and essence of God is love. Do you get that? Are you truly trusting and obeying God? He created you. He knit you together in your mother's womb, Scripture says. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows every thought before you think it. He knows it all. He knows the intentions of your heart. So do you think he knows what's best for you? He does. And he wants the best for you. Are you going to pay the price? Ask yourself this question. Are you going to pay the price for doing what is right? Or are you going to pay the price for doing what is wrong? 
Seriously. God loves you. I love you. We want you to do well. We want you to prosper and to bear fruit in God's kingdom, in Christ. So, final sentence, and then we will close in prayer. I pray for you folks, and I thank you all for praying for me. We need that. I am praying for each and every one of you individually and corporately, daily, that you are committing yourself to living the life God is giving you. You understand? He's giving you life every day. Every single breath and heartbeat you have is a gift from God Almighty. So I pray that you are committing yourself to living the life God is giving you according to the instructions he has given us in his holy Bible. The word of God is living and active. It cannot return void. It must always do what he has sent it to do. The more of the word of God you get into you and believe it and live it and walk it out, the more you will see his fruit fill up your life and your cup will run over. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your holy, living, active word. I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, thanking you for all of that this service has had and done I pray that you will bring forth fruit with your word in the hearts and minds of everyone in the hearing of this word. Bless us, Father, as we walk on your path, living according to your instructions. Help us to truly revere you, to trust you, and to obey you and know that your divine providence your divine sovereignty is always intact, regardless of what we see and hear around us. You are sovereign. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.